ইদারিম <laughs> of the people of Makkah failed in preventing the spread of Islam the Quraysh decided to impose a social boycott upon the Muslimin and especially the family of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam the family as in Banu Abd Munaf Banu Hashim the family members of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam to basically cut off all ties with the converts people who have embraced islam and those who are very close to rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam even after resorting to social sorry resorting to physical force they noticed that it had an adverse effect islam was only spreading very quickly and so now they decided all the quraish people we need to understand that the quraishi people were divided into different clans so you had the banu hashim who were the bani abd munaf who were closely related to rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the rest of the people were quraishi people but from different tribes and so all the tribes decided that they will break off relationship with rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam no trading links with the muslimin and especially the close family members of rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam no one is to marry the women of banu hashim abd munaf and none of the qurayshi people are to give their children to the bani abd munaf and also the banu hashim tribe and this was the document written during the time of rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam signed and endorsed by all the senior members of the qurayshi clan and it was hung onto the wall of the kaaba this was the procedure during the time of rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam whenever they wanted to highlight something that was very important they would put that notice in front of the people by displaying it on the walls of kaaba and so there was no excuse everyone would come in the haram and they would read that no one is to have any kind of interaction with rasulullah 
sallallahu alayhi wasallam and his family members now when we compare the seerah of rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam with the modern times that we are living in today something quite similar you will find that the powerful nations have a tendency to impose sanctions on other countries they impose sanctions on other countries and the same thing the Qureshi people decided to impose sanction on Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam break off all your trade links and your roots and no one is to speak with the Muslimin no marital relationship no social relationship everything to be cut off what we need to understand as Muslims is that Razak is only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and rizq is a blessing that comes from Allah and Allah has distributed rizq and no matter what the sanctions a man's reliance should be totally upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that rizq will come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and there is no force on the face of this earth that can cut the supply of food reaching to you because rizq is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is what Islam wants the Muslimin to be very independent we are not to depend on others when you look at the setup of Madinatul Munawwara what was in Madinatul Munawwara not carrots and apples what was in Madinatul Munawwara the most powerful nutritious fruits dates and any man can live on dates a few dates a day and alhamdulillah he is alive and the backbone is straight the backbone is straight wherever you go in Madinatul Munawwara khajur date farms date farms date farms ajwa mashallah very strong very energetic but this was the setup the people of Medina did not need to have any kind of relationship with even the people of Sham, Syria or even the people of Makkah self-sufficient everything was there gold, leather and also uh, khajur, dates which was so important and this is something which is very very important that as Muslims we need to learn that even if for some reason there are sanctions our tawakkul and reliance should only be upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and whilst under the leadership of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam alhamdulillah very successfully the Muslims also passed through this difficult ordeal and this social boycott that was imposed upon the Muslimin this is something that is very very important and also the reason why I mention this sanctions upon the Muslimin is that a lot of the Muslims feel that post prophethood period Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam had never taken any business venture that Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam did not do business and in fact sometimes when you look at the writings of some of the historians it seems that they feel for Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam to engage in tijarat when Nabuwat was given to him 
when Nabuwat was given to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, when he was already commissioned with the responsibility of Risalat, this was not befitting for Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Now we need to understand that this is erroneously the wrong presentation of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Allahu Akbar. And sometimes what will happen is that the shaitan makes a person feel as if though Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam was dependent upon the wealth of Hazrat Abu Bakr. And that he was dependent upon the wealth of Hazrat Uthman. And so we need to make this very clear. Allah's Nabi did not need Abu Bakr Siddiq. Radiyallahu ta'ala an. Allah's Nabi did not need even the wealth of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. On the contrary, Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq needed Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. On the contrary, the wealth of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq needed the purification of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Allah's Nabi did not need Hazrat Uthman, though he was the son-in-law. And the wealth of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala. Sometimes that picture is given. That everything was about Hazrat Khadijah al-Kubra. And remember when Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam married Khadijah al-Kubra, one of the condition was that all the wealth should be distributed amongst the poor people. And so even whilst marrying Bibi Khadijah al-Kubra, we need to understand that Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam had his own business which is so important that a man should be completely independent completely independent he should not need to extend his hands to anyone subhanallah but rather al-yadul ulya khairum min yadi sufla that he should give that is very important now so what was the business of rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam what i wish to explain here my respected brothers is that when nabu what was given though Explicitly, Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam did not engage in tijarat. But in a way, Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam did not also break off all his business affair. And what he did is that he transferred his tijarat and his business affair to Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala. And Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an was looking after the business of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. This is something which is very important. Remember all of the virtues that we see that Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq gave wealth, mashallah, Hazrat Usman gave wealth. A lot of the wealth was given for the cause of Islam. It was not personal. We need to understand that. It was not personal, it was for the cause of Islam. That is why a lot of the things that you see in the media, it is cultural, not Islam. A lot of the uh, negatives, uh, negativity that you see about Islam and the misportrayal of Islam that you see, that is culture. Some of the manners of how women will even dress up and even how men will dress up and even their form of tijarat and even their form of meeting people might be culture. And it will have nothing to do with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You will find some people in some part of the world that the daughter-in-law will do parda with the father-in-law. That the daughter-in-law will do parda with the father-in-law. So this is not Islamic. In fact, this is un-Islamic. And it's got everything to do with 
culture. So Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala and the wealth that was given, it was given for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for the cause of Islam. And Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had a lot of wealth. In fact, during the period of the social boycott with the Muslimin, when all the trading was cut off, the links of trade was cut off, it was Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala who would take the goods of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam out of Makkah and to Syria and he would bring back a lot of wealth and that wealth was given back to the Muslimin. And so we need to understand that. That every hukam and every act of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam there is a lot of wisdom. Now when we go into the seerah of Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala and slightly combining that with the seerah of uh, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam uh, we are trying to cover the life of Hazrat Ali during the time of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the life of Hazrat Ali during the khilafat of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq and the life of Hazrat Ali during the khilafat of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala and the life of Hazrat Ali during the Khilafat of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala and then going back to his own Khilafat so that we have a complete understanding of Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala in the year 619 that year was considered to be a very painful year for Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam the uncle of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam Abu Talib passed away and he was like a father figure for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and perhaps uh, the greatest pain for Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam was the demise of the most beloved to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam who is Bibi Khadijatul Kubra who was with Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam at all times at every thick and thin of the life of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam she was there and she was assisting Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and when Bibi Khadija al-Kubra radiallahu ta'ala anha passed away and then Abu Talib who was his supporter and the main support that was given to him from amongst the tribes of the Quraysh nobody would come close to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and his family members because the protection was given from Abu Talib and when he passed away things were very difficult in fact that year was known as Amul Huzn, the year of great grief for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But subhanallah, this is the sunnah and the kudrat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that if difficulty comes, inshaAllah there will always be light at the end of the tunnel. There will always be light at the end of the tunnel. Whatever difficulty, inshaAllah for a believer, there is Jannah. For a believer there is Jannah. Whatever the difficulty of this dunya. And Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam was someone who was extremely close and beloved to Allah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala came to assist Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And he was uplifted by the gift of Ma'raj. The blessing of Ma'raj. Immediately after the demise of Khadijatul Kubra. And when Abu Talib, the father of Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala and passed away, Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam was taken up into the heavens to witness with his own eyes the celestial creation and the bodies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, to do kalam 
with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to meet the great prophets Adam alayhi salatu was salam and on the seventh heaven Hazrat Ibrahim alayhi salatu was salam and then of course this irreparable loss when Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam lost Bibi Khadijatul Kubra what had happened is that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam made nikah with Hazrat Sauda with Hazrat Sauda now Hazrat Sauda was again a very elderly lady in fact she was even much older according to some narrations than Bibi Khadijatul Kubra and Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam got married to her why because she could look after the children of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam so again everything was being looked after for Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and this was min janibillah the business of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam was taken care by Hazrat Ali radiyallahu ta'ala and then the family side and the children of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam were looked after by Hazrat Sauda radiyallahu ta'ala and now Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam again ever ready for the mission of Tawheed inviting people towards the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now in the year 622 already the people of Yathrib were inviting Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam to come to Madinatul Munawwara now Yathrib is the name of Madinatul Munawwara in the Jahiliya period later on when Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam entered the city of Yathrib Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam changed the name and gave it the name Madina Munawwara and Madina Munawwara means the city of lights the city of nur that was the name given by Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam now the ansar were incredible people the two main tribes living in Madinatul Munawwara were the aws and khazraj tribe and both of the tribes entered the fold of islam even before rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam had settled in madinatul munawwara allahu and they were inviting rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam that we want madina munawwara to be the new capital the new capital for the muslimin and they also invited all of the muhajirin the companions to come and settle in madinatul munawwara allah's nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam was now giving permission slowly to all of the companions to go to madinatul munawwara and settle in madinatul munawwara again going back to one very important masla about hazrat sauda radiyallahu ta'ala anha and the nikah with rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam we also learn that at times there might be an individual who might want to marry a certain individual and they might he might have a reason to marry that lady just like allah's nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam had a reason to marry hazrat sauda radiyallahu ta'ala an and also when a lady passes away uh, even if that man is aged or quite old and if he wants to marry a lady this is completely jaiz and completely open in sharia completely open in sharia abdullah ibn masud radiyallahu ta'ala an would say that if i knew that my death would come after 3 days and i had not taken any one any woman as a wife and death is in 3 days i would still make nikah and fulfill the sunnah of rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam 
And what Hazrat Abdullah ibn Masood radiallahu ta'ala was saying that it is very important for a man to have a partner in life and to get married. That is why Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam immediately Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had designated for him the best woman after Bibi Khadija al-Kubra that was Hazrat Sauda radiallahu ta'ala anha and then later on Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam got married to Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha who is the daughter of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anha now when the month of September came in the year 622 it is said that Makkatul Mukarrama was virtually empty from Muslims all of the Muslims had left Makkah and had settled in Madinatul Munawwara the only few people that were in Makkah was Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and some of the poor slaves that were detained by the kuffar in Makkah and were pressured not to leave the city of Makkatul Mukarrama but besides uh, the few individuals and Hazrat Ali and Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq Makkatul Mukarrama was completely empty now when the kuffar noticed that everyone has slowly disappeared and have entered the city of Madinatul Munawwara for them this was a great shock and what they decided is to set up the council of war under the leadership of Abu Jahl and Abu Sufyan and remember Abu Sufyan later on had embraced Islam and the daughter of Rasul sallallahu and the daughter of Abu Sufyan is the wife of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and so under the leadership of Abu Jahl and Abu Sufyan what they decided is that to take out the final blow and the final arrow possibly that this would stop uh, the quick rapid spreading of Islam in the city of Madinatul Munawwara and also elsewhere in the Arabian Peninsula so what had happened a meeting took place in Darun Nadwa and Darun Nadwa is the council chamber that is where the kuffar would sit and they would do all the mashwara and Abu Jahl and Abu Sufyan was there and all of the kuffar decided that the only solution left now is for us al-iyazu billah to assassinate Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and this was the plan of the Qurayshi people that somehow to block Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam from going to Madinatul Munawwara and to assassinate Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and without Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam Islam could not spread this was the plan of the Qurayshi people and of course it was difficult for the Qurayshi people that a single man would carry out this mission they feared because despite the fact that Banu Hashim not everyone had embraced Islam and Abdul Munaf not everybody had embraced Islam but again they were closely related to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam so that bond and brotherhood was still there and so if anyone was to attack the family of Banu Hashim Banu Hashim would also retaliate and so this fear was there that it is not the job of an individual man and the plan was that all the different individuals of the Qurayshi people were to appoint one young man and they would form a group and that group would jointly attack Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So all the individuals from the different clan of the Qurayshi people would appoint one young man 
and from amongst all of the clans of the Qurayshi people, they would form a group and jointly in the morning when Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam would come out from the house to go to the haram to perform his fajr salah, they would strike at Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam with their swords. And this was the plan of the Qurayshi people. But subhanallah, wa makaru wa makarallah, they make plans and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also has a plan and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam was already forewarned of the situation and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam already made preparation for this and he told Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an of what Allah had informed him and at that time the only man in Makkatul Mukarramah with Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam was Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala and again this is part of the seerah of Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala and something extremely important for us to understand that Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam called Hazrat Ali in the night and said to Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala that the kuffar are outside and this is their plan I want you to sleep in my bedding and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam took off his kurta and gave the kurta to Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala and Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam put on his shawl and again the bravery of Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala scholars have mentioned that very few people would find sleep when you know that there are enemies waiting for you outside but Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala there was so much sakina with him when he rested on the bedding of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam that he fell asleep that he fell asleep and subhanallah he had so much love for Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam that he was prepared to sacrifice his own life for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and there was every possibility the Qurayshi people came with the intention billah, to assassinate Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and who was Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala out of anger, anything could happen to Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala. And Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala was told, Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala said to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Rasulullah, you carry on and I will rest here and I will look after the Qurayshi people and whatever happens, I will make sure that they don't follow you and Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala. Now, some of you might be wondering that what is the wisdom for Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam to appoint Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an when Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam knew of the situation it was easy for Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam just to take Abu Bakr Siddiq and Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an and migrate to Madinatul Munawwara rather than keeping Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an in Makkah and on his bedding ulama have mentioned that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam was extremely intelligent and an immediate pursuit would be very dangerous and here there was a delay of approximately 12 hours there was a delay of 12 hours because the kuffar were waiting outside the residence of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam all night all night and so that delay assisted Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and this would mean that it would be difficult for the trackers to trace the, the footprints of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam 
and also Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala. And so this delay of 12 hours was very, very important. That is why Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala that I want you to rest on the bedding. Now, Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam opened the door and he picked up uh, dust, a handful of dust and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam recited the very famous verses of the Qur'an. وَجْعَلْنَا مِنْ بَيْنِ أَيْدِهِمْ صَدًّا وَمِنْ خَلْفِهِمْ صَدًّا فَأَغْشَيْنَاهُمْ فَهُمْ لَا يُبْسِرُونَ Allah's Nabi prayed this ayat karima and threw the dust, the handful of dust in the direction of the kuffar that were there and it is said that every single one of them became blinded. Everyone became blinded. That is why if you want to marry a lady and she is being very stubborn that no, I don't want to marry you then Ahmad, this is what you do. وَجَعَلْنَا مِنْ بَيْنِ أَيْدِيهِمْ سَدًّا وَمِنْ خَلْفِهِمْ سَدًّا فَأَغْشَيْنَاهُمْ فَهُمْ لَا يُبْسِرُونَ And Allah will open her heart. And Allah will open her heart. And this is the wazifa. Khair, every single one of them was blinded. And Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam actually walked past them. And a lot of the people in Makkah actually saw Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam uh, exiting the city of Makkah. And in the morning, when it was time for Fajr, uh, mashallah, at the crack of dawn, a lot of people, a lot of movement outside. Some of the people came and they saw a group of people outside at the residence of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And so one man said, an elderly man said to the people, what are you people doing here? And they said that we have a plan and we are waiting for Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And he said to them, you people are hammakun. You people are hammak. Hammak means bewakuf. Fools. That you people are hammakun. That you people are fools. That I saw Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam in the night exiting the city of Makkatul Mukarramah. And you are waiting for Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam here. And then some of them decided to peep through and look into the residence of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And it was Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala inside with the kurta of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And they came inside, barging in, breaking the door of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam's residence. And they got hold of Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala and they said to him, Ya Ali, Aina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, that Ali tell us, where is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam? And Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala said, I have no knowledge. I have no knowledge. All knowledge is only with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He told me to sleep here and that's the only information that I have. Allahu Akbar. And Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala was someone who was very strong. Ulama have mentioned that because he was the son of Abu Talib, again closely related to many of the people that were there and they decided not to do anything to Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala and look at the Look at how genius Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was the intelligence. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam took the opposite route in the night. Rather than traveling towards the north of Makkah, going to Madinatul Munawwara, Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went south. Five miles south towards, uh, from the direction of Makkatul Mukarramah towards Jabal Thor. And all of the search party was towards the north trying to block the area that will lead people going to Madinatul Munawwara and Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is 
only five miles away in Jabal Asar, towards uh, the southern part of Makkatul Mukarrama. And also, something which is very important, uh, ulama have mentioned, that if someone is chasing you, and you are a man of Ahle Haq, then it is better not to move around in large groups. It is better not to move around in large groups. But rather, to only move around with one companion. But only take one companion. And anybody who follows the sunnah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Allah will save him. If you move around in a large group, eventually people will find you. But if you move around with one individual, and that one individual must be that individual who is the most trustworthy. Most trustworthy. And again, what an important lesson from the seerah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa Who was the closest to Rasulullah? And what was the title given to Hazrat Abu Bakr? As-Siddiq. As-Siddiq. The most truthful. And Allah selected As-Siddiq, Abu Bakr Siddiq for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Again, important lessons. That if somebody is chasing you and they are from the ahl batil and you are from the ahl haq then it is important that you are not in a group but rather you travel as an individual and there is a possibility that you will never ever be caught. If only people that are around you are those who you can trust. And Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam thereafter left uh, Makkatul Mukarrama and we, I wish not to repeat the hijrah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam but just to mention the hijrah of Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an. Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an left the city of Makkatul Mukarrama three days after the departure of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala it is said that Hazrat Ali would only travel by the night and during the day he would conceal himself and he traveled alone there was nobody with him during the time of hijrah and some have even mentioned that the important responsibility given to Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an was the fact that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had a lot of goods that were the belongings of the people of Makkah. And during the period of Jahiliyyah, and even after Nabuwat was given to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, people would deposit their uh, goods to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam was known as Al-Ameen. He was known as Al-Ameen. The most trustworthy. So anything that was expensive... Anything that was very important to individuals, any paper documents, or even any goods, then they would come and they would say, Ya Muhammad, or Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, we want you to look after this for one year, or six months, or for two years. And Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam would look after the goods of the people, and it was the duty of Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an to return the amanat, the goods to their owners. And he did so, and then he came to Madinatul Munawwara. Scholars have mentioned that because uh, Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an would travel by the night and he was walking it from uh, Makkatul Mukarramah to Madinatul Munawwara, there was a lot of, a lot of blisters uh, on, the, on the feet of Hazrat 
Ali radiyallahu ta'ala when he got to Madinatul Munawwara Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam was in Medina and he said to some of the people that see if Ali is here and, and then someone said Ya Rasulullah Hazrat Ali is here and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam said call Ali immediately I want to meet him and there was so much blisters on the feet of uh, Hazrat Ali radiyallahu ta'ala an that he could not even walk and so this was explained to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam in honor of Hazrat Ali radiyallahu ta'ala an Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam stood up and he went to, to meet Hazrat Ali radiyallahu ta'ala an and immediately treatment was given to him by the saliva of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam put his saliva uh, onto the blisters and ulama have mentioned that instant relief was given to Hazrat Ali radiyallahu ta'ala an this is the hijrah of this great man Hazrat Ali radiyallahu ta'ala an one of the great contributions of this great man whilst living in the city of Makkatul Mukarramah and inshallah in the next few sessions we will continue with the seerah of Hazrat Ali and his contribution in the city of Madinatul Munawwara wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Allahumma salli ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana muhammadin nabil ummi wa ala alihi wa sallim taslima Allahumma taqabbal minna wa tub alayna inna kanta tawabur rahim Allahumma inna nasaluka al-afwa wal-afiyata fi dunya wal-akhira Allahumma inna nasaluka min rizaka wal-jannah wa na'udhu bika min gathabika wal-nar sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalkihi Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa azwajihi wa zurriyatihi wa ahli bayti ya jma'in birahmatika ya rahmatullahi